Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts, community leaders, and local stakeholders to raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about the collaborative's focus areas. Today, we are delighted to welcome a team from Devereaux Behavioral Health to the program. And we'll start by um, briefly introducing Gwen Skinner and Danielle Brock. So all ladies, I will read your bios and then invite you to add anything um, that you would like to. So Gwendolyn Skinner is the VP of Operations at Devereaux Advanced Behavioral Health. And in this role, she manages a wide variety of treatment programs for adults and children throughout Georgia, Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Wow, that must keep you hopping, Gwen. Prior to coming to Devereaux, she served as the director of the Georgia Division of Mental Health, Developmental Disabilities, and Addictive Diseases, where she led the division to develop the Georgia Crisis and Access Line and partner with the GBI and Georgia Alliance on Mental Illness to develop training, recognizing responding to people with mental illness, addictive disease, and developmental disabilities for all Georgia frontline law enforcement officers. Gwen possesses several academic degrees and is a nationally certified school psychologist and licensed marriage and family therapist. She and her husband, Pat, who is retired from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, have two adult children, Betsy and Paul. Together, they have served as foster parents for more than 40 children. Wow, Gwen, you bring both the personal and the professional expertise to your role, don't you? And then Danielle. Danielle is a Georgia peach. She is a native of Warner Robins, Georgia, and a proud graduate of Spelman College. Danielle has lived in Cobb County for the last four years and really enjoys all that Cobb has to offer. She is the Director of Marketing and Business Development at Devereaux, but her career path started with the Department of Juvenile Justice as, mental, as a mental health tech. After a year with the department, she discovered that she really wanted to see treatment in action. So now she has worked in the mental health and behavioral health field for over 15 years. And she's had the pleasure of working at Devereaux with the team there for the past seven years. So welcome Devereaux team to the podcast. Um, I'll start with Gwen, anything that you would like to add to your bio? Only that I would encourage everyone who has ever even thought about being a foster parent. That was a really rewarding experience for my family, both for my own children as well as for my husband and I and our extended family. So that would be the only thing that I would add. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for that advocacy work, um, Gwen. And Danielle, anything that you would like to add? Sure. Um, while I'm not a foster parent, I have been a foster parent. My great grandmother was a foster parent um, in the 60s and the 70s. And so it's really close to our family. She adopted three little boys. Um, those three little boys are now my great uncles and their children serve as my cousins. So this work is very much, very much close to home. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks to your family for all that you've done to improve the lives of those children and look at the multi-generational impact there. So wonderful. And we'll hear a little bit more from Andrea later on in our show. So ladies, let's just dive into it. Tell us about Devereaux. Your, if you want to start with mission, vision, values, and then we'll segue into programming. So I'll leave it up to you as to who's going to start that conversation. I, can, I yes. can take that in terms of mission. Our mission is to change the lives of not only children, because whenever you impact children with mental illness, and I think it's important to remember that the prevalence of mental illness, it, it impacts every family. We're talking about one in five. Mm -hmm. So I don't know of a family that has not had someone that they loved and cared about who has had to deal with this. So our mission is not only to change the lives of the individual suffering with the emotional disturbance or mental illness, but it's to change the outcomes for the families. And so we do that. Of course, our core values are, are similar probably to many of the helping professionals, our organizations, compassion, um, dedication. We believe in learning and training our staff. Our staff are trained far beyond anything that is required in Georgia safety, collaboration. We work very well um, in Cobb County and beyond Cobb County. So that's, that's our mission is to change lives. Yeah. Wow. And you're so right, Gwen. I mean, when we talk about really any programming and then we use that term two generation, it's all of our work, right? In children and family serving, it, it has to be two generation and sometimes even more because we can't just pluck one um, generation out of it and pour into them and then expect different outcomes um, across the spectrum. So thank you for that. Well, Danielle, tell us a little bit more about how this happens on the campus, how our children's lives and those outcomes improved and strengthened on the Devereaux campus. Well, you know, we have our intensive residential uh, treatment program. We serve anywhere between 85 to 134 uh, kids on our campus at any given time. Um, we have specialized individual therapy, group therapy, and activity therapy. Um, and every child that comes in has an individualized treatment plan. We meet every week to discuss that treatment plan. Um, and we, we modify that plan as needed through treatment. Uh, we, we do have to look at uh, Medicaid or insurance in terms of, of payment. However, we are very flexible um, and, and we really push uh, to, to, to get as much out of insurance or Medicaid <laughs> as we possibly can. Um, but it, the, the key is that it's individualized. Every kid on our campus comes from a different walk of life um, and we take that into account. Our education services are outstanding. Um, I think that's probably the biggest shock when people come to our campus and tour our facilities when they walk through our high school and middle school buildings. Um, we take some, some really complex kids that have not had the opportunity uh, to be successful in school. 
They are several grade levels behind in math and reading. And our team of educators, our principal, uh, and our, our, our teachers do a fantastic job of getting those kids back on the right track. Um, and we graduate several, um, several a year. Um, oh, wow. Which is an amazing event. Um, and uh, it's very, very special on our campus. I'm sure. That sounds like a bring the tissue box kind of um, event for sure. Well, um, Gwen and Danielle, how do the children, how do you residents um, find you? Are they self-referred? Are they court referrals? All of the above? It is all of the above. Um, we get phone calls uh, or referrals from school districts. We work really closely with the school districts out in California. As you can imagine, that's a state that there are not enough services to cover um, all the needs in that state. So school districts, um, we work really closely with military families. We are a TRICARE provider. So military, we have a lot of great contacts um, in terms of our military, um, the different branches of the military. We, um, we work really closely with our local inpatient hospitals, um, Ridgeview, Peachford, um, and then just by, by call, by referral, um, parents just looking for services. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. Well, I've had the pleasure of touring your beautiful campus nestled in Kennesaw, right by the train tracks. And um, Gwen, how long has the campus been there? It, it is truly a beautiful setting. You can see the mountain and all of that. How long have you all been in that facility? We have been here since the mid-70s. Wow. So a long time. The campus was actually established before any of the beautiful um, subdivisions that surround <laughs> us and, and Mount Perrin Christian School mm -hmm. is our neighbor and a very good neighbor and partner. So we've been here since the mid-70s. I think Governor Carter um, was realized okay. that mental illness was going to be or mental health was going to be such a huge issue. And he invited Deborah into Georgia. Okay. Well, and Mrs. Carter has been a longtime advocate in the mental health space. So now that you say that, that makes perfect sense to me. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, um, Danielle, I had to smile when you mentioned about the children that are behind, not that I'm smiling about that, um, um, math and reading, but what you do, what your team does to catch them up, because we had the pleasure of having two little free libraries installed on the campus last year, and we can attest that your children on campus, they love to read, don't they? <laughs> they do love to read, and we can't say thank you enough for the little libraries. I mean, right now they are stocked full, um, and I, as we prepare for a Christmas break, those libraries will empty out very quickly. Um, yeah. They look forward to grabbing a book, especially around the holidays when they get a break from school. Oh, I'm sure. And so just to clarify for our listeners, the residents, the children, anywhere between 85 and 134 that you mentioned, they live on campus and their life really revolves around a school schedule, a therapy schedule, et cetera, right? Absolutely. Correct? They live on our campus. Um, average length of stay is anywhere between three to six months. Um, and it really feels like a small community college or a technical college. They move about our campus 
process uh, behind our gates, you, you just really forget that you're in a treatment facility. Yeah. They they are off to classes. They change classes like they would in a regular public school. Um, and then their day it varies based on their their unit that they live on, what what time what times and days they have groups, individual therapy, family therapy. So it, it really is customized to the what their needs um, what their needs are, and it really. I mean, you walk the campus, you'll see them at out at our field, you know, playing kickball. Um, you might walk past the the salon; they're getting their hair done. You might have take take a stroll through the school building, and they're in their art classes. So it really feels like a small community college on our campus, and um, they live with us. They're a part of our community. Um, and it, it just feels like home, especially when you have kids in the in the salon. We've walked in there and they've, they've even mentioned like, man, this doesn't feel like a treatment facility. This feels like I'm just out in the community. And those are some of the special things um, that we have on campus that most most people just don't know about. Sure. Well, and I'm sure that sort of individualized treatment and services and plans that must lead to improved outcomes for the children that you're working with. So. Yes. Well, not all of the magic happens on campus. Devereaux's reach actually extends beyond the campus, correct? So um, Gwen and Danielle, do you want to talk about some of the other community-based services and programs that Devereaux leads? We have our foster care program that is outside of our campus. And so we usually main, maintain, I have to say that the pandemic took a toll on foster care nationwide and Georgia is no exception because many families became somewhat hesitant to admit someone to their home mm -hmm. for, for very valid and obvious reasons. And, but we have a foster care program and we typically maintain somewhere around 40 to 50 children in our foster homes. We're currently in the process now of um, recruiting foster homes and to, to rebuild the program now that things have settled some. And I wanna piggyback off of Gwen with the impact that the pandemic had on our foster care parents. It was definitely a challenge and, and to recruit foster parents is even more of a challenge uh, because you're asking, um, people who care to, to actually take in children that they don't know, um, that mm -hmm. often have a lot of trauma um, and significant emotional needs into their home. But we at Devra, we offer some really great benefits that most people don't realize when you become a foster care parent that that, that we offer those things for them. So mm -hmm. I would like to list out what we offer. Absolutely. Um, we have 24-7 on-call support. Um, we have weekly in-home consultation and support. So we're just not placing a child in your home. We're there to support you throughout the entire process and check mm -hmm. in with you regularly. Um, we have a low staff to parent ratio. We have parents that say, hey, I can only handle one. Give me two. I, I can take three. We understand mm -hmm. that. But we want to make sure that we have parents in the home because of their significant needs um, that you might get a call from school. You you mm -hmm. definitely have therapy appointments to make. And so we want to make sure we have um, parents that are available to do, to do those things. Um, we have reimbursements at a daily rate. 
um, 10 to 20 days of paid vacation and respite annually, depending on the funding source. And respite is key when you, I mean, hello, I'm a parent. Um, yes. I have a mother of a 13-year-old and I'm really grateful for grandparents um, who have provided respite for, for me um, when mm -hmm. I needed that. And so we recognize that our foster parents need respite and we provide that and work with um, partnering agencies to ensure that they have respite time. Um, we have referral bonuses. So we want to make sure that our foster parents are a part of um, recruiting who they know that 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 love they love children. So we are uh -huh. we can offer them a referral bonus, ongoing education opportunities, training, because this work changes. These kids have changed. When I got in the field, maybe close to 15 years ago, they didn't always look like this. And so after a pandemic, they look even different. Um, mm. and their makeup looks different. So we offer, you know, education opportunities and then foster a parent appreciation events. Um, we've got our foster parents. They're headed to the Hawks game on December the 19th. Um, and we're really trying to just wrap a lot of support and love and just appreciation for what they do, because that what they do, it, you, you really can't put words to the fact that they are taking a broken child into their home and mm -hmm. saying, it's okay. I, yeah. I want you. So uh, yeah, those are just Melanie, some of the opportunities yeah. and, and support and resources that we offer. Wow. Tremendous. And when the parents get to do things like that, um, attend Hawks games and things that builds a sense of community so that they don't feel like they're all alone. In addition to all of the other things that you're providing, and the ages of the children, are they um, cradled to 18 or are they older, more in line with your residential students? They are typically zero to 21. So okay. cradle to 21. Um, we, we tend to, well, let me back up. The majority of the referrals that we receive are, are your adolescent teens um, mm -hmm. for foster care. That that those are the hardest. Um, that's the hardest population to to place. To place. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, Gwen, anything else to add about the foster program or other community based programs that Devereaux supports? No, I think probably people would be surprised to know that the children that are on campus that are in treatment. I mean, the whole purpose of being in treatment is to be reintegrated back into the community and mm -hmm. back in with your family. So they go to different outings. Not only do the foster children go to the Hawks games or go to a performance over at Mount Perrin or up mm -hmm. at the Strand, the community's been very generous too to support us with tickets and things so we can take take our kids um, off campus to things that we would enjoy with our own family so sure. we can well, reintegrate them. That makes perfect sense. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to the Marietta Square and see something at the Strand Theater, right? right? right. <laughs> and eat the yummy popcorn and, and all of that. So um, before we bring Andrea into the conversation, Gwen, I just wanted to touch base because in your bio, you mentioned other states, Florida, Texas, and Arizona. And so could you talk about that as well? Well, Devereaux, one of the nice things about Devereaux as a foundation is when it's located in a state, it's allowed to grow up to meet the unique needs of that state. So they are in 13 different states and 
every place that you go, it's a little different. In Georgia, we have focused on children and adolescents, emerging young adults. What we are about to do is develop homes for um, young adults with developmental disabilities mm -hmm. that are fully capable of having an independent life with sure. some supports. Mm -hmm. And so we're in the process of doing that. And that will be a new venture for us that we're very excited about. But if you look at Florida, Devereaux is huge in Florida, and they have they serve everything from adults with developmental disabilities to foster care, the whole continent. Wow. Texas looks more like us, but they specialize in autism. Okay. Arizona serves adults and children, looks more like Florida. So every state looks completely different. Ah. Well, thank you for enlightening me. I did not know that. So, <laughs> um, Andrea, thank you so much for joining the conversation. And uh, Gwen and Danielle have shared so many, um, so much information about the programs and services and activities. Um, so I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself and then talk about um, maybe some of the ways that the community can be involved with Devereaux. My name is Andrea and I'm the development associate. I manage donations and fundraising. And there are many different ways that you can donate. Um, for example, we had a business donate uh, presents for the foster care kids so that the foster parents didn't have to buy the kids all of the gifts. Mm -hmm. um, on Amazon, we've got some wish lists for hats and gloves, undergarments, school supplies. Um, you can also donate lightly used items. Um, my email is awells at devereaux.org. Um, if you'd like to email me about donations. Um, I can come pick them up or you can drop them here. And as you drop them off, we're happy to give you a tour of the campus and show you all around. Great. Well, we will drop your email in the show notes for sure. And I encourage our listeners to take Andrea and the team up on the invitation to tour the campus. I've had the pleasure of having um, at least one formal tour and maybe a couple of informal ones as we've dedicated the little free libraries. And just um, as Danielle and Gwen described, it is it is a lovely campus. And you would think that you're on the campus of a small community college mm -hmm. um, or a technical school, something like that. And there's, there's smiles and there's um, just a really good feeling when you're there. Um, Andrea, how about, you know, um, Gwen and Danielle mentioned graduations and other things. Are there other opportunities for people to be involved or clubs to sponsors, um, like civic clubs to sponsor certain events or things like that? Yes, sure. We love to have um, people and organizations come and help decorate for a dance and then join us for a meal and talk with the children while they're on campus. Um, there are different organizations come and help beautify our campus with planting flowers and helping to weed. So there are lots of different ways that organizations and just random people can help and um, come on campus and see yeah. the kids and help make the campus beautiful. 
Exactly. Well, it sounds like there's many ways to for folks and clubs, whether you're with a official organization or just as an individual or as a family to share your time, talent and treasure to enrich the lives, not only of the residents, but I'm sure of the staff. Um, it probably is nice to walk outside of the building at this time of year and see pansies planted and little, you know, pops of color, right? Yes, definitely. So. I'll open this question up to any of you. What is one thing that you think would surprise people about Devereaux? I think they would be surprised to know that on any given day that we have children, while Georgia is always going to be our priority, mm -hmm. and we always ensure that we're serving the majority of children, our Georgia children, but they would be surprised to know that we have children from all over the country that usually 12 different states have children placed here as well as the um, tribes have mm -hmm. children placed here. So it's a it's a community with a lot of diversity. And I think that's our strength is that we are able to accept children where they're at. Mm -hmm. and and work with them and their families. And I think the diversity would probably surprise people. Definitely, definitely. So, Danielle, did you want to add anything to that? Sure. Um, I think most people would be happy to know that we, um, Devereaux, adopted servant leadership, um, its platform, maybe four or five years ago. Um, Robert K. Greenleaf um, came up with servant leadership, and we adopted that. And we we use those seven pillars on our campus every day. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think it's important when you're talking about mental health and behavioral health. Um, oftentimes staff, it, you know, burnout happens quickly, um, but it's important that you have servant leadership at the forefront. Um, and, and, and the folks at Devereaux, especially our campus, um, they, they always come to work to serve first. Um, and you see that in the tenure of our staff. We have our, our, our clinical director has been on our campus now, I think going on 40 years. Um, wow. our, our principal over 20 years, admissions uh, department, that staff over 20 years. Um, so we, we really have people who have been in this field on this particular campus serving this population for a very long time. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, it's mm -hmm. kind of like the Arby's commercial. We have the meats. Yes. We have the, we, we know what we're doing. We, we have the meat. We know what we're doing on this campus. So um, the fact that we, we, we believe in servant leadership, it's service in action. Um, we're putting people first. We're collaborating. Um, and then just the people who are dedicated to the campus. I think when people take a tour and they realize, oh, my gosh, these people have been here forever doing this work. I think people feel really good about having their 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 children placed with us because we're just not, you know, taking a job and leaving tomorrow. We're yeah. in it for the long haul. The kid, our children need stability, and we provide that. Wow! So it sounds like the servant leadership pillars are the secret sauce to to keep it all um, going. So excellent. Well, ladies, as our time draws to a close, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you feel we should? No, I, I would want to reinforce the idea that it's very important for people to know that people 
can and do recover from mental illness. It is not. And mental illness covers a wide spectrum Mm -hmm. from depression to behavior problems. It's a wide spectrum. And so I think the stigma is finally kind of being reduced. People are willing to talk about it because it's impacting their families. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the message is a very positive one. People can and do recover every day. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you so much for reminding us of that. So. Well, ladies from Devereaux and um, your entire team, I know that there's a lot of important people that are working alongside you all as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and open my eyes about all that Devereaux does for children and families, not only here in our community, but really across our nation. So thank you so much. Thank you. you. And listeners, thank you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind podcast. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Please tune in next time as we continue to empower and engage our community through conversations about important and critical issues impacting all of us. Until next time, stay well, and remember, there is no health without mental health.